And it came to a point that not was I not thriving as a mom, like I was physically there with my son, but I was mentally checked out because I wasn't getting the sleep. I wasn't energized. I was going through those challenges with my business. And I was like, something has to change. And also my son wasn't thriving. He wasn't a happy baby. He was cranky all the time. They told me like, if you feed him and change the diaper, that's it. And I'm like, that is so not right. Like, no way, that is not the case. Until I made the decision that I wanted to make a change for our family. I wanted all of us to be thriving. Hello there. Welcome to Baby Bumps to Littles podcast. We're grateful you're taking the time to hang out with us in a supportive space to talk about all things from pregnancy to babies and caring for the little ones up to age six. There are so many different stages and everything changes so fast. So much of parenting is about taking care of your family. And this is also for taking care of you and helping to bring joy into your life. Consider us your best friends. No topic is off limits. We have conversations with amazing guests and experts about all the things we need to know from navigating your new life postpartum to protecting your peace. This podcast is about all topics from the pregnancy through to the kindergarten stage, including the secrets to a full night of sleep. Being a parent can be the most rewarding and beautiful experience, but is also super messy, stressful, overwhelming, and exhausting at times especially if you're sleep deprived. We're your friends and your community because we're on this journey together. It takes a village and we're here to remind you that we're never alone in parenting. We're with you through all the fields and to support you at every stage. Check out the Thriving Family Podcast where we handle topics for school-age kids and above. This podcast is made possible by amazing listeners like you and we provide new content on Wednesday every week. Follow us on Instagram at littles for daily reminders and fun ideas. Subscribe so you don't miss a beat, leave a review and share it with someone who needs to hear it. Let's get started creating the life we want. Today's episode touches on one of the main reasons that we started Baby Bumps to Littles. Not only to share the real real so that you don't feel as alone in motherhood, but also to help support new moms, whether it's your first, second or fifth baby but just wrap our arms around those new moms and give them the support they need during these really tender, delicate, and what can be really stressful years of our lives. And that first year with a new baby can really be so overwhelming and intense. And I love that Lucia is so genuinely committed to supporting other moms on their wellness journey, helping them foster a deeper connection with their minds and bodies and creating more fulfilling and balanced lives for themselves and for their families. Lucy is a certified trauma-informed breathwork facilitator, pediatric sleep coach, and life coach. And I love that she shares her story with us and that she's so vulnerable and that she's so passionate about supporting women to reduce stress and anxiety and then improve sleep. Never mind just surviving, but she's focused on helping mothers and families thrive. Even in situations like hers where women have experienced postpartum depression and postpartum anxiety, it's just so beautiful the way she's able to help create such transformative change by giving mothers back the power of their sleep and also infusing lifelong support techniques like breathwork. I hope you enjoy this episode and that you share it with all moms-to-be and new moms because this support is undeniably important. 
Lucia, also known as Lucy. I am so excited to have you here with us today. This is amazing. We absolutely love your Instagram feed. We've been following you for a while and dreaming of lullabies and all the things that you are posting about. You're helping so many parents all the time when they're deep in the trenches of what could be a really beautiful, but also really stressful time. So thank you. Thank you for joining us today. Yeah. Thank you so much for having me as your guest. I'm super thrilled to be here and have a nice chat with you. Yeah. And before we started recording, you were talking about how much things really can change when we become parents. And I really want to start by hearing your backstory on your experiences with parenting, how you transitioned into what you're doing today. So yeah, if you don't mind starting of with that, course, that I love sharing my story. I think I hope that it's inspiring for other moms listening that you don't have to go through this journey of motherhood all on your own. Um, the one thing that I learned these last three years, my son is almost three, is having the strong support system, whatever that looks like to you, having family, friends helping, sleep coaches, lactation consultants, pediatricians, whatever that is, but really creating a village to really help you support through the journey of motherhood. So to kind of go back a little bit, I was in a completely different industry. I became a mom about three years ago with my son, Gabriel. And before that, I was in the fitness industry. I owned a brick and motor studio, and that was my passion at the time. I owned it with someone else in New Jersey, and we were open for about seven years. It was a really thriving business. And then, as you all know, we got hit with COVID, and the fitness industry got hit really hard, especially fitness boutiques like myself. Came to a point where you know, we ended up having to close. And in the interim of that, I had my son right in the middle of the pandemic. So May of 2020, um, so navigating becoming a new mom, but also navigating as an entrepreneur and seeing your business slowly declining, especially after you've dedicated seven years of your life to it. So I would say that was probably one of the darkest years of my life. I definitely did not expect motherhood to be the way that it kind of unfolded for me in the sense where, you know, I was having those personal challenges with my business, but also being a mom for the first time. I mean, I can't even tell you how challenging that was. Like I felt that I had everything like, okay, I got this. Like I had done a childbirth class. Like, you know, my expectation is to nurse. So I want to make sure I have a lactation consultant in case that doesn't work out. I had literally what I thought was like, okay, I'm, I'm set. Right. And so I went in very blindly. I had my son and my son will, I would say never slept from day one. I was so sleep deprived. It was like, I didn't even know, like I felt so hopeless. And at the time I didn't know about sleep coaches. I honestly, I mean, who has time to read books when you're so sleep deprived, right? You just want answers. And I was sleep deprived for about the first five to six months of my son, you know, being on this earth or with us. And it was, it was really hard. It was really hard to the point where I experienced postpartum depression and anxiety. And it came to a point that not was I not thriving as a mom, like I was I was physically there with my son, but I was mentally checked out because 
I wasn't getting the sleep. I wasn't energized. I was going through those challenges with my business. And I was like, something has to change. And also my son wasn't thriving. He wasn't a happy baby. He was cranky all the time. They told me like, if you feed him and change the diaper, that's it. And I'm like, that is so not right. Like, no way, that is not the case. Until I made the decision that I wanted to make a change for our family, I wanted all of us to be thriving. And so I did my own research. I did a lot of Googling at the time. Believe me, I didn't even know sleep coaches existed because if they, if I knew at the time, I would have saved me so many sleepless nights. So anyways, I finally made some changes with my son's sleep. And I can't even tell you how life-changing it was. And to the point where I'm like, oh my goodness, like I wanna be able to help moms go from being sleep deprived to feeling really rejuvenated and energized, you know, because then they'll thrive as moms are more present. And so my son, it was my inspiration for becoming a sleep coach. And so I am so passionate about supporting moms because before I became a mom, like I always had so much respect for moms. You know, I thought they were total amazing women, but until I became one is where I was like, holy smokes, like the, the stuff that we do, I'm like, I am so passionate about helping moms. And so here I am now, a certified sleep coach helping families sleep better. I love it. And I feel like we're such kindred spirits because I had, of course, a similar type of journey. I think we all have very similar types of journeys unless we have that specific support, like someone like you, to help guide us through it. Otherwise, we're just in the weeds of it all. And it can be so overwhelming and stressful. And then the problem is, I think, is that we're sleep deprived as new moms, especially. And then that's just making the postpartum depression and all the mental health and wellness become even more of an issue. And I have just heard the same story that you just described so many times. And so thank you for being available for this because without you, so many women would be in just not in even close to as good of a headspace needing to actually function on a daily basis. Like it's the functioning on a daily basis that I think people don't realize that your basic level of functioning does not occur. You can't even be in the game yeah. unless you have that level of sleep. So what are some of the things that you recommend to new moms specifically in terms of whether it's their own self-care, but also for baby care, like just balancing those things? Yeah, I mean, I think the one thing is my biggest advice is to raise your hand. I will speak for myself. I have a hard time asking for help. And I think had I raised my hand and said, hey, I need help with this, I think I would have been in a very different place than I was, you know, when my son was an infant for sure. So my piece of advice one is find the courage to raise your hand and ask for help. I think that is the most courageous thing that you can do. And it doesn't have to be around sleep. If you have a great baby who sleeps, but maybe you're struggling with, you know, finding time for yourself to do the things that you love. Because for me, I think it's so important for us to go back to what we're passionate about, whatever that is, self-care, if it's working out, you know, taking a, you know, 15 or 20 minute walk by yourself, being in the car by yourself, whatever that is that gives you that 
sense of presence, that purpose, right? Because when we feel in a good place with ourselves, with our mind, with our body, things, it, it's like a domino effect. It's going to radiate all the other parts of your life from you as showing up as a mom, how you're showing up as a partner, if you're working, how you show up at work. There's so many things that fall into place. And so for me, it's really finding your non-negotiables. So for me, working out was one of them, right? I always made sure that I always carved out time for myself. Even if that meant if it was at 10 o'clock at night, my son was sleeping maybe for an hour because I knew he was probably going to get up soon. I wanted to carve out some time for myself and feel good about it, right? So I definitely raising hand for asking for help and making a list of what your non-negotiables are. What are the things that bring you joy? Um, Because as we become moms, we sometimes not sometimes, a lot of times we put our kids or other people in, in on front, like on top of our list, and we kind of get forgotten. And I think it's so important for us to go back to those roots and not lose our purpose. Um, in terms of infants, say there's so much noise out there. And for me, it's really listening to your gut as a mom, right? I found myself comparing myself to other moms and like, well, this baby's sleeping longer. How come mine isn't? And I knew that something needed to change. And so I did something that I felt was right for our family. So for me, it's important that you as a mom listen to your inner voice. If you know something's off or you know that this isn't the way that it should be, like, listen to that. That's going to be always your North star as you're navigating through motherhood. So that's one thing. The other thing when it comes with infant sleep and and particularly is that it's never too late. You could start with creating a really great routine um, right from the beginning, not structured, but like a, a bedtime routine, like little things, right? Establishing those healthy sleep habits right from the beginning and then build off of that. That would be some little nuggets, some tips that I'd love to share with new moms, but even seasoned moms too. Yeah. And I think that seasoned mom piece is huge. I mean, everything you just said, I love all of it. It totally, totally resonates. Mm -hmm. Um, I I mean, I'm not in the baby stage anymore, but, or even littles, right. Mine are getting a little bit older and I have to say though, that that carving piece and time out for yourself in terms of the things that matter to you is really, really important. And it actually becomes almost more of a challenge as your children get older, because when they're babies, they don't really even notice. I remember my mom saying to me years ago, because I was struggling with when should I go back to work? And you know, all the mom guilt things, right? And she said to me, you know, honestly, your babies probably need you less than your toddlers. And then as they get older, and I have really, really noticed that even now going into the teenage years, Mm -hmm. but carving that space from day one and setting those, I guess, boundaries really, right, is I think one of the most important things that we can do as parents. And then, of course, I love the establishing sleep habits. I mean, that's what we do. I mean, that's all comparant right there, right? That's our baby sleep. That's what we offer is just helping build that, whatever the routine is for you, right? Because like you said, it doesn't have to be something that is rigid. It doesn't have to be strict, but just encouraging those healthy sleep habits so that those are the default as they get older and as your family grows, I think is just, just everything. 
Yeah. And babies thrive on routine and consistency also gives them a sense of safeness, right? Especially as they get older with toddlers, the one thing I started to learn as I started working with families with older kids, it, it all stems down to boundaries, right? So even in the beginning, when you're establishing those healthy sleep habits from the beginning, you're also establishing boundaries there as well too, right? With some flexibility, right? Because it's an infant, but the baby is counting on you to create this safe environment for them this new it's a new world for them right so establishing those routines those schedules those habits from the beginning really sets them up for success even later in life you know and creating and establishing those healthy boundaries when they are toddlers preschoolers teenagers as well i mean my toddler like (laughs) <laughs> he's definitely sleeping better, but I have other different challenges with him too, where I have to come back to like, okay, I need to set a boundary here, a healthy one, right? But because even toddlers crave predictability and routines and stuff like that. So as parents, it's our job to do that for them. Mm, yeah, I I completely agree. And I actually have really noticed that So we have a naturopathic physician that we work with quite frequently. We have had this conversation about anxiety with her and something that has become really clear to me as she's talked us through, you know, oh, here's all the tips and tricks for anxiety to help curb that and all the things. And, you know, it happens with adults and of course it happens with children. But for myself, I think one of the things that I've pieced together in my own mind, and I'm interested to hear your thoughts is. From day one, I was very much focused on that predictability, setting those healthy habits. And really, even now, like thinking ahead a little bit in the evening on this is what our day is going to look like tomorrow. And not toxic positivity in terms of everything's going to go perfectly, because we all know that things, you know, you can have a wrench thrown in something and it changes your plan completely. But just generally and knowing that you can overcome that adversity. But I think that it lessens a child's level of anxiety or a baby, especially too, if they understand I'm awake, I'm laying in my crib or I'm laying in my bed, I'm going to be fine falling asleep on my own or waking up on my own and not needing to cry and yell and scream. Maybe I want to just stare up at the mobile for a bit, but by setting that predictability, they know that everything's going to be okay. And so there's almost like a decrease, even at that young age, in anxiety. I don't know. That's my that's my theory. I don't know if there's science behind that, but I really feel that as something that really is a truth, at least in my experience as a parent. Yeah, I mean, I couldn't agree more with that. I think when you have an open communication with a child, um, especially as they're older, right? They're able to communicate. It's harder with an infant, right? That's why those routines are so important because they know like, okay, after this step, this is what's going to happen. And it's not like life is always like that. It's not linear. You're definitely going to have bumps in the road, but I think it's so important for us to have an open communication with our kids, especially like, I'll give you an example. Uh, Yesterday, I took my son for the first time to get his teeth cleaned. And, you know, his personality, I would say, is a bit more strong-willed, right? He, it has to be his way in a sense. And so, you know, before knowing my child and his personality, 
I have a communicate, like I have a conversation with him, like even days before to tell him, Hey, we're going to go see the dentist, like in two days, and this is what's going to happen. So kind of prepping them. Right. And then even leading to the day that he was going for his checkup or for his cleaning, like I was like, okay, this is what we're going to do. This is what's going to happen. I didn't know all the details of what they were going to do, but I gave them an, I gave him an idea of what he could expect so that when he was going to the dentist for the first time for a cleaning, it was in such a scary place, right? And guess what? He had the best time at the dentist. You know, like he had such a fun time. I thought he was gonna like, you know, have one of those toddler tantrums or it would be so hard. And he was so cooperative. He had literally a blast. And I think for us as parents to be able to kind of set the tone and and tell them like, hey, this is what's going to happen, especially if it's something new, right? Like if it's either going to the dentist or they're going to a new daycare or childcare or whatever that case is, having communication with them is so important, and especially with toddlers and even older kids as well. So, and that lessens the anxiety to your point because, okay, I can do this. Like you're, you're kind of creating a bit of confidence in them and ease into it. It's not like you're just going to throw them right into the dentist or into a, a, a new school without kind of prepping them, right? So I think to what you said about lessening the anxiety by having these communication, these conversations with our kids is such a key thing in this journey of motherhood, for sure. Yeah, I just think it sets them up for success ultimately, right? Even Absolutely. if there's a failure involved because I believe in failures. I don't even oh, know yeah. if failure is is even something we should be using as a word because I call it failure. Yeah, leads. I call failure as a redirection. Totally. Yeah. No, <laughs> same page completely. I yeah. completely agree with that. But but I find that even with babies, I think sometimes we underestimate just how smart they really are and how quickly they pick up on things and talking them through. And for me, it was like you know, putting my hand on baby's hearts and it's okay. And just talking them through everything, talking them through the day so that they understand right away. Like this is day, this is night, all the things. Cause there's all that confusion that exists. And there's some things I feel like that even when you read the books, you go to the classes, you think you're prepped, you think you're good to go, like you say, but there are these it's way more than a handful, but a handful, at least things that you're like, what do you mean my like breast milk doesn't come in right away, right? You're like, this is colostrum. This is a joke. This isn't even breast. Like what, what is happening here? And if, if you're not prepped for the little fine details, which none of us are, there's a gazillion, I find surprises with babies. And then of course it changes from baby to baby. So I'm curious to know what a few of the things are. We have your newborn, bring them home safe from the hospital. There are things that you wish you had known in terms of sleep, because I know you, it sounds like you were not studied on babies and sleep originally. And of course, now you're you're the expert. But now that you are the expert, if you were speaking to younger self or all these new moms out there, I'm curious to know the handful of things that we don't really talk about or we're not really told or informed enough about that we really just need to know? Yeah, great question. I mean, there's so many. <laughs> right. Looking back, I'm like, oh my gosh, I wish I had known so many. about this, right? Um, I think one of the biggest things for moms is giving yourself some grace. 
Um, I'm one who was very hard on myself, right? In terms of like, I needed to nail everything right. Like I needed to establish these routines, these schedules and all that. I think if we let ourselves go a little bit, right? Giving ourselves grace, this is a new territory for us. Like we have a newborn, you know, like it's just giving us grace, but also have the patience as well too. That's one, I think, I wish I could tell myself that and put that on repeat and repeat again. The other thing I think is major, I'm such a huge safe sleep advocate, right? Every parent does what they need to do in order to be, they're in survival mode, especially in newborn stage and infant stage, I get that. But I think establishing a really safe sleep environment is gold. From where they're sleeping, right? Um, you could still room share, which means you're actually sharing the room with the child, not necessarily sleeping with the child, but also creating that perfect sleep environment, right? Dark, dark room, sound machine, um, wherever they're sleeping, if it's a bassinet or crib, that it's like the most snooze fest place, right? We always see those beautiful catalogs of Pottery Barn where these nurseries are all decked out with toys and blankets and all that. And it's just the opposite. So just really familiarizing yourself with those safe sleep practices are would be one of the things that I'm so like I'm a huge ambassador for safe sleep. So that would be the second piece of advice to that. And the other third thing would be just know that it's temporary, right? Especially for the first couple weeks, right? I think once your baby starts to turn around three to four months is where you can really establish more of a, a schedule, right? A more of a structured routine, I would say. And when I use structure, it's like air quotes, they're not super rigid, but in newborn, I think it's creating like more of a rhythmic schedule right kind of creating that eat play sleep schedule and put that on repeat those would be i think those top three uh things that i'd love to share as like tips for newborns yeah oh my gosh and like you say i think we could go on for days on a conversation of all of the little things that you don't think about and that no one thinks to share it's like all the things like as girlfriends, you're like talking and you're like, this happened to you. Oh yeah. It happened to me. Why does no one talk about that? Right. And the yeah. whole, you know, the whole postpartum and all that, which is a whole other can of worms. Right. But I just think with, even just with babies and getting to know your baby, I think for me, one of the things was definitely that surprise that you don't, especially if you're suffering from baby blues, I had baby blues with my first and with my second, I did not. But I have to say, even just with baby blues, there's this feeling that you can have sometimes of not being super attached to your baby. And then you're like, why am I not feeling so attached to this beautiful being that I've, you know, connected with for nine months in my tummy and, you know, childbirth was so like a beautiful in terms of, you know, it was hard and all the things, but like ultimately a beautiful experience really to be able to have that experience. And then for me to feel maybe even not grateful, not feeling gratitude for bits and pieces of my day sometimes, because it can be so challenging. Right. But I think for me, that was another, like just gleaning off what you were talking about. I really, that, that's what came to mind when you were chatting. Just yeah, now. I mean, thank you so much for sharing that because if I'm being super honest and transparent, like, you know, it's it's one thing 
with the infant or newborn stage for me, that wasn't my favorite time. And I felt exactly how you felt. I felt completely disconnected with my son. And to the point where I'm like, wow, like this is, this is supposed to bring me so much joy and connection. And I felt just the opposite. And then the other thing that I want to name is, you know, when you start scrolling on Instagram and you see these moms with the same age as your son or, or daughter, like they're having a blast or they're showing that they're having such a beautiful, amazing experience as moms. And then you start to feel like, well, what's wrong with me? Like, I'm not feeling the way. And it's like a curated feed. It's a curated, like, of course, they're not going to put the bad or like the, the, the downs of motherhood, like the ebbs and flows, right? They're going to show the rainbows and unicorns. And I'm going to say it's a beautiful, messy journey of motherhood. And I wish that moms could speak up more and really voice the messiness that it comes with being a mom, not just the, the butterflies and flowers and rainbows and all that jazz, but really talking about the hardships of motherhood, you know, because I know that they're going through hardships, whatever that looks like could be very different from mine. They have, they face different challenges, but I wish that we could normalize that and bring it to a conversation to talk about it. You know, like, a lot of people tell me like, oh, I love the newborn and the infant phase. And I'm like, you know what? I didn't like it. I love this toddler phase, which is sometimes the opposite of many people that I meet, right? They didn't like the toddler phase. For me, this is like where I feel more connected with my son, you know? So I wish that there could be more transparency around this and talk about yeah, it. And I agree a thousand percent. It's the real, real. And that's what Barbara and I are focused on completely with our podcast, both of our podcasts, because there's this perception, especially the curated feeds where things have to be perfect. And you know what? There are bits and pieces of what looks like perfection and the whole family gets along great. Like Barbara and I were speaking recently about, you know, you go for these family pictures and it's a complete shit show. Like, right. You're just like, she doesn't like this and he doesn't like that. And then there's pouting and all the things, maybe even some tears. All of a sudden there's just like one great shot and people see the one great shot. Yes. Right. And it's like, but that's not how life is. And there's all these bits and pieces that compile the messiness and the beauty of it all. And I think it's the ebbs and flows and the reality of it that you know, allows us to connect with each other as parents, as mothers, but also to connect better with our children just generally, right? I mean, I'm not going to lie. My baby slept perfectly at three months. Like they did. I worked hard to do it. It was like clockwork. So that's not a lie, but it's so hard. There were so many tears cried mostly by me, <laughs> not even by my babies, right? And so I think to acknowledge that even if you are in a spot of how you feel maybe is the perfectly curated picture, perfect life with your kids. Great. But let's be honest about maybe how you got there in the first place or, you know, the day-to-day -day struggles because just the day-to-day -day struggles alone, right. Are, are huge. Yeah. A hundred percent. There's good days and bad days, you know, and it's, it's, it's being in residence with that and holding that duality of, yeah, there's joyful moments, but then there's sometimes shitting moments, if I'm being truly honest, you know, like it's it's okay to feel both feelings.
things at the same time, you know? And yeah. Yeah. Well, and with the hormones and all the, you know, the postpartum stuff, and we have, you know, a ton of content on that just to like familiarize women, like literally this is what your hormones are doing after you've had a baby. Yeah. I mean, True one story. moment, yeah. One moment I'd be like laughing. And then the other moment I'd be like crying my eyes out. Like it was so sometimes so extreme. And that would happen with a matter of hours from one another, like completely two different people and, and feelings, you know? So yeah, I mean, definitely hormones. I mean, whew, I can't going back to that. I was like, whoa. So yeah, I'm definitely grateful that I've made it to the other side, you know, and I feel that, you know, there's definitely, there's always challenges, you know, they say like bigger kids, bigger problems. That's what I've been hearing a lot of moms tell me. So, you know, with every phase comes different challenges and it's up to us as moms on how we show up, how we handle that. And so I think that's really important that if you're in a good place, right, you're feeling grounded, connected with yourself, I think you're able to tackle all the other different challenges that come your way. You can handle it in a very different manner. So I think that's yeah. so for us to feel super rooted down into where we are in that moment. Yeah, yeah. And the other thing that I really picked up on that you said was actually change is the only constant. And these, this is just a simple moment in time. And it is remarkable how quickly things can change. Like yeah. you said, right? It's literally just this fleeting moment where, and as a toddler, I think you realize it even more so. And then looking back in into the baby years, you're like, oh my gosh, my baby only did that for like a week, yeah. a day, even sometimes, right? And I mean, some things stick and they become long-term habits, especially I feel like the healthy habits tend to stick mm -hmm. because we're reinforcing them probably, I'm guessing. That's probably yeah. why, right? 100%. But, yeah, but just that, that understanding that this is just a moment in time and it's so quick and it will change. And so that grace piece that you were talking about in terms of giving ourselves grace is just everything. Yeah. And I think also it is, and know that we have the power, those changes, however, that looks like either making those changes when it comes to sleep and, and establishing those habits or making our change to ourselves on how we show up and how we're feeling in that moment. If we're feeling like we had like a, a pretty like challenging day, just noticing that, right? Being aware of how we're feeling and acknowledging it's okay to feel sometimes shitty or joyful. Like it's okay to feel that. And I think if we bring more awareness to how we're feeling, right? Just that simple awareness and just breathing into it and like, okay, I got this. You'll you'll respond differently on with the next challenge, so different from maybe the challenge that you experienced maybe an hour or two hours ago. So I think it is it is super important that we have the power to change. Oh yeah, I love it. I love it so much. Uh, and thank the other you, thing thank is, you. Yeah, and the other thing is is that with infants, right? Your baby can sense your energy. If you're feeling edgy anxious, stressed, overwhelmed, they totally feel that. So if you're able to take a moment to step back, catch your breath, just noticing what's happening in your body and then responding to your child, the effects is so radical, like they're so transformational. And even with toddlers, with my son, when I see him getting fired up, I just tell him and I talk to him about it. I'm like, Gaby, his name is Gabriel, but I call him Gaby. When you get angry or mad, He's like, take a deep breath and he'll take a deep breath. And I could tell like his 
level of, you know, being angry to being a little bit more centered goes drastically and it just takes a breath. And so even for me, when I find myself, when my son is having a tantrum or is protesting about something, like I just start to bring awareness to my breath and just breathe into it. And I like, I can feel myself feel more grounded where I'm not screaming or yelling at him. Like it comes from a place that is aligned, if that makes sense. And so it could, breath work, you can incorporate it in anything, not just in, in motherhood, but even when you're having one of those stressful days at work, breath work just helps you kind of feel more grounded, so. Oh, thank you so much. Can you please share where everyone can find you? Yeah, great. So I'm actually in the process of rebranding because I'm bringing in breathwork and creating a really amazing well wellness program for moms. But for right now, everyone can follow me on Instagram at Dreaming of Lulubies or my website at www.dreamingoflulubies.com are the two most popular places that moms can connect with me. Amazing. You are so incredible. Thank you again so much for being here. So much. Thank you for having me. It was such a great conversation. I hope to have more soon. All right. Bye. Bye. She is just fantastic. And I love how vulnerable she was sharing her story in terms of the challenges of being a new mom. And it was also interesting to hear about the career change that she had as well. Lots of great takeaways in this episode. But for me, the ones that stood out the most were first, Raise your hand and ask for help and truly embrace your support system. She talks about creating a village to support you through motherhood and how important that is. And it just is so true. I like that she reminds us to stay true to also doing the things that you're passionate about and really narrowing down that list of non-negotiables that are really important to you to do the things that really make us happy and that bring us joy. Lucy talks about if you're not thriving as a mother, it's not much of a surprise if your baby's not thriving either. And that's what she talks about in her own personal story because really we are modeling. And whether you see it as a positive or not so much, your kids really do feel deep down whether you're in a good space or not. And it impacts them starting from day one, whether it's a baby or toddler or older child. Three, one of the things that really hit for me was the reminder of who has time to read all the books. Like really, who does have the time to read it all, figure it all out on your own? You really just want and need answers. And for Barbara and I, this is pretty much everything, right? In terms of being solutions focused and why we've created these communities, Baby Bumps to Littles and Thriving Family Podcast, because they're all about synthesizing the most important information and putting it all in one place so it's easy to follow all the key things that the experts are trying to tell us to help us not just survive day to day, but to thrive. Four, I know we've heard it a number of times on our podcasts, but Lucy really articulated it well when she was talking about your North Star being your inner voice and allowing that to guide you as a mother. Those gut instincts that we have are just so important. Five, of course, all the amazing baby sleep tips that she has for us. But the one thing that really stood out for me the most was that babies thrive on a routine and consistency. And that gives them a feeling and a sense of being safe with you. And I like that Lucia paints a picture for us of how establishing healthy habits with your baby as soon as possible is also helpful because it establishes healthy boundaries as we go forward, not just with babies, but our toddler and as our children get older. 
And of course, this resonates if you've heard me chat about this before, because one of the things Dr. Pam and I have always been super focused on with Calm Baby Resources is to establish all the healthy sleep habits that work for your family as soon as possible. And with Calm Baby Sleep, of course, creating that flexible routine that works for you to allow for as much predictability as possible. And although I could go on forever, one last thing that really stood out for me in this episode is to make sure you give yourself some grace, especially as a new mom, and to also be patient. And I love this because it aligns with the whole concept of making sure we're always kind to ourselves as we're navigating our journeys through life. I really hope you found this episode helpful and that you share it with anyone you think would benefit. We do really appreciate it. And that's what keeps us being able to interview these amazing guests. Like Lucia, she will definitely be on our podcast again, and we can't wait to share more of her amazingness with you. Have a great rest of your day. Thank you again for joining us today. We know how many other things you could be doing, and it means the world to us that you're here. We hope you always get something valuable from our podcast and that you feel supported. If you have a question for us about our content or anything else, please leave it in your review of this podcast, or you can send us an email or DM us on Instagram. We're here for you, so let us know what topics would be helpful and that you're interested in. You can join our membership by clicking on the link in the show notes. You are never alone in parenting, and we're here to support you at every stage. If you know anyone that would be inspired or supported by this podcast, please share it with them. We provide content every week, so please subscribe wherever you're listening from. If you leave a review, you'll have the opportunity to win a gift that we absolutely love. We're so excited about this giveaway. We only introduce brands to our community that align with our values. And Barbara and I both love the Now Tone Therapy System. This yoga for your mind is one of the most simple ways to relax, relieve stress and anxiety. The creators recommend listening twice a day for only three minutes to receive these benefits or to listen as often as you like. And if you buy them, there's a risk-free three-month trial period. What we like best about Now Tone Therapy System is that it's something everyone can make time for. My family likes to listen first thing in the morning and at the end of each day. It's the easiest and most relaxing path to mindfulness daily. We'll link to this amazing product in the show notes below. Thank you so much for joining us today, and we'll see you next time.